Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, being joined by Devin Hassan and David Woolman. Um, it is right around 2.45 on a Monday afternoon. We're back after a week off. Last week had a, a whole snoot full of all-area basketball voting taking up our afternoon. So um, <laughs> as we return to the podcast, we have uh, got a, uh, a full plate of playoff soccer on tap for later on this week. The, uh, the high school soccer postseason is upon us. We have just about everything figured out as far as seating goes. We've still got a couple loose ends to tie up over in District 66A on the girls' side that will actually get rolling actually in a few hours. A lot of these games getting moved up tonight because of the uh, the impending bad weather um, on the docket for this evening. So by the end of the night, we'll have the full slate, but um, at the very least, we've got enough that's already been set to where we can uh, we can trudge forward and just talk a, a full-fledged playoff preview, just talk about some of the uh, the teams to watch, some of the first-round matchups of intrigue as we begin the, uh, the opening week of the postseason. It starts on Thursday with the by district round so um yeah let's um let's just kind of start there as far as some of the uh, the teams to watch some of the marquee teams that we could uh, we could see maybe hanging around for a little bit i don't know uh, where do we technically draw the line as far as what constitutes making a run in the playoffs is it two rounds is it three four um but nevertheless though some teams that we could see that we could first see maybe hanging around a bit depending on how the brackets uh shake out so um i don't know uh, david yeah you were just talking about a team that made a little bit of a little bit of program history at least the first time a, uh, since the 90s that they accomplished a certain feat last week. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, just talk a bit about, I guess, the, the Colony as far as being a potential team on your radar for the postseason. Yeah, this is a team that, you know, they won their first district title um, on Friday for the first time mm-hmm. since 1998. Wow. Their boys team, we should the say. The boys team, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the girls team's in the playoffs too. But, yeah, the boys team uh, won the first district title, since, like I said, since 1998. And this is a team, you know, coming in like, you know, they could finish anywhere between first and third coming into Friday mm-hmm. um, just based on what's going to happen in a couple other games. And they played first, so they didn't, like, you know, they can exactly kind of scoreboard watch, you know, f- during their game. Mm-hmm. So, um uh, they took care of business. They beat Denison six to one. So, like you know, they you know they wrapped up their regular season with a big win. They got two hat tricks from uh, two of their seniors. <laughs> That's the, impressive too. You don't see that all too often. No, two hat tricks in the same game no. by the same team. First one, like first one, only took fifteen minutes to happen. Wow. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Their senior Franklin Corona. He only had three goals coming into the game, and uh, he scores three goals in the first fifteen minutes. I mean, part of it is like you know they. I think part of it is the motivation. You know, not only the district standings, but also it's senior night as well too. Mm-hmm. This is a team that has nine seniors. Yeah. So I mean, they're motivated because they know this is going to be their last home game right there with the playoffs starting this week. So they came out on fire. They led five to nothing at halftime right here. So and, they wanted to put this thing away exactly. Quick. Just yeah. get the get the night over with and let's, uh, let's yeah. just sit back and see what else happens yeah so yep that's exactly what they did so and then yosmer reyes got the other hat trick as another senior as well too Mm -hmm. so um so they took care of business and 
like after that, they did a little scoreboard watch and try to figure out what's going to go on. So um, what they needed to happen to get get first place in the district is they needed Lovejoy to lose to Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Rock Hill won that game four to nothing. I know that's quite the result because yeah, because Lovejoy entered the night actually in first place in the that's district, right. and then Rock Hill, who's in the playoffs, is a four seed, but still, you know, just judging off the standings, a bit of an upset there. But yeah, an impressive but, result for the uh, for the Blue Hawks. Yeah, it's only their first years of varsity program. Too. Yeah, no so, doubt. Yeah, no, and also. Um, uh, they needed Wiley East to lose to McKinney North. Did that work out as well? The, I yes, it that did. Score. Sorry, I, I, got, I, I got a, I got a direct message at uh, like two o'clock in the morning, um, saying that uh, 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 McKinney North beat uh, uh, Wiley East two to one. Okay, so there's your district championship right there. You there. go. Shout out to the Cougars on winning, big, uh, winning big that not district. Out. Um, so I, you know, I, I really like the chemistry of this team. I mean, the nine seniors out there, you know, it seems like they just, you know, they get along, they have good, you know, they really like, you know, playing with each other. They, you know, it seems like, you know, they're on a mission this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they get draw number four seed, uh, Liberty in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be Thursday night over at Hebron high school at seven thirty. So obviously that's a tough district right there. That first go district is going to be really tough. I mean, even coach Weddle was saying that that's one of probably the toughest five, eight districts in the state right there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, this is a team like, you know, if they can get past, you know, Liberty, you know, this, this is a team that can do some pretty good things in the playoffs. I, uh, you know, if I were to look at districts, speaking of quality soccer districts, looking at either districts 5-6-A or 6-6-A, I would almost hesitate to single anyone out as a team to watch because – it would. There's no upset that is on the table that is off the table in this first round that would shock me. Now, as far as what needs to uh, needs to shake out, you know, as we mentioned, there's still some loose ends that need to be tied up with these six six a girls. So, um, as of right now, we have two playoff spots that have been decided in that district. Flower Mound is going to be the one seed. Marcus is going to be the two seed. That means that you have have uh, basically two spots left, and there are three teams that are still alive in contention. They are Hebron in third place, Capel in fourth, and Plano in fifth. Um, those three teams are separated by no more than two points. So tonight obviously matters a ton as far as shaping the, uh, the final standings for District 6XA girls soccer. Um, now, it's easy. the scenarios are easy for Hebron and Capel. You simply have to win matches against teams that you've already beat this season, and you're in. Hebron plays against Plano West. Capel plays against Plano East. Um, <clears throat> The other matchup of note is um, Plano going against Flower Mound, District Champ Flower Mound, who, you know, we'll see how they approach this one as far as... You know they've already. I mean they've already got the uh, you know the, the district title wrapped up, the number one seat wrapped up. So maybe they rest some kids up for the postseason. We'll see. But the the long and short of it is Hebron and Capel simply have to take care of business and they punch their playoff tickets. Plano needs to upset Flowerman and then hope that one of those other two Hebron or Capel they get tripped up um, in order to qualify for the postseason. So um, either way there is no enviable draw there's i mean just you look at the uh, the top four from district five six a and it is i mean some of these matchups there are like you could potentially have a scenario where prosper who is ranked number one in the state undefeated on the season could end up playing capel who i believe maybe just a few weeks ago was ranked in the state's top 10 for a moment i mean some of these matchups are, uh, you know, we've talked about it in the past with some other sports, some really overqualified first-round matchups potentially in the uh, in District 5-6A versus 6-6A. On the girls' side, you could be looking at a, uh, you know, matchups like, again, Prosper versus Capel, Allen versus Hebron, a surging Hebron team, McKinney-Boyd against Marcus. I believe that one is set. Marcus and McKinney-Boyd will play. And then, um, you know, Flyerman and Denton-Geyer um, on the boys' side. <clears throat> 
You could have, um, let's see, you actually know these ones are locked in. Yeah, you will have McKinney Boyd, the district champ from 5-6A, going up against Plano. The four seed from 6-6A. Allen versus Flower Mound. Um, Prosper versus Capel. Could get two Prosper versus Capel installments. And then um, Marcus, the 6-6A champion, they will take on Denton Geyer. As far as, um, though, I guess if I were just to single it down to um, um, at least, uh, you know, two teams to watch, let's just say. Um, I mean, the Prosper girls, you know, jump, jump to mind, you know, right off the, right off the shoot. Number one team in the state. They've, um, they haven't lost a match all season. They, uh, Max Preps has them exiting the regular season with a plus 116 goal differential. Just six goals allowed all season. They got a stout keeper in a senior Jordan Gunnarsson. They've got maybe the most potent one-two punch in the state in Hadley Morell and Caitlin Giametta. Um, I need to sit down at some point and figure out how many goals those two have scored and assisted on between just the two of them. I mean, it's just some absurd number. Um, they have just such an abundance of riches there with not just those two, um, you know, but Ella Yahinsky, um, you know, uh, Haley Nichols. They've, I mean, just, I mean, you can't really key in on any one specific player with um, just the, the dynamic attack that Prosper brings to the table. And it's, um, it's really uh, just kind of a continuation of what this team had cooking last year. They were, I mean, they were ranked, I don't know if it was number one or number two. They were right there near the top of the, of the state rankings heading into the playoffs last season before everything got canceled and I mean this core this group like they've really only lost one match together and it was actually the last match that they played last season before the shutdown against Plano West and I believe they were pretty shorthanded in that one as well but nevertheless though they have just been blowing and going they've um they've shown that they can grind out close wins as well this past week they beat Allen and McKinney Boyd by scores of two to one um they're just an absolute machine right now no one's beat them yet and uh we'll see now if they can uh because now if they're at a point where if they do finish this thing out, they can potentially uh, polish off an undefeated season if they're able to keep this thing going all the way to uh, to state. But certainly a team to watch as far as being one that could make a serious run in the playoffs. And the same thing for the uh, also on the girls' side, another team in that mix there, and that's the Flyer Mound girls. And that's another team that was, you know, you kind of wanted to see what they would be able to do in the postseason last year for going undefeated in the regular season. And I believe they, uh, I think they only allowed like maybe four goals in the postseason. They only allowed one goal in district, I believe, all to uh, all to together but you know that's one of those things you wonder with the uh, with the shutdown those teams that had something really really special in the works but then because of the shutdown you obviously don't get a resolution to that so you're wondering like oh crap was that that team's window and Will they ever get a chance to potentially, you know, kind of rekindle the uh, the fire that they had there late last season? And, you know, you've seen that not just on the girls' side in 6-6A, but on the boys' side with Marcus, both teams which were projected to win the district last season before the shutdown, they wind up winning those district titles this season. Um, you know, with the Flower Mound girls, they've um, it's kind of been a lot of the uh, the same formulas last year. They're just really, really strong on defense. Um, you know, Peyton Whipple and goal and just the back line of Madison Schott, um, you know, um, Marianne Baltmanis, the two Augustine sisters, uh, Hallie and Hannah, um, they're um, you know they've also kind of rounded into form in a pretty good way right now. They've won. Let's see, I'm trying to find it here. They've uh, let's see, they've won six straight since losing their uh, since losing to Hebron last month. They've outscored opponents 21 to three during that stretch, including a performance against Marcus where they rallied from a 2-0 deficit to beat the Lady Marauders three to two. They just shut out Capel 3-0 pretty recently. They're in a really good way right now, heading into the playoffs. So I'm curious to see what this team can do as far maybe getting to make good on the the, uh, the opportunity that they were uh, that they were denied last season because of the uh, of the pandemic um, Devin how about you man who are a, a couple teams that are uh, kind of on your radar well let me say this first also uh, soccer is a little bit unique mm-hmm. in terms of um, upsets being you know 
potential upset on, on in every given. You can say that about all sports, but there's some first round matches. Oh, yeah. You know, we've in, seen four in, in down one seed in, in football yeah, yeah. and basketball, but you know, there's just too much of a talent disparity. With soccer, it's, it could be a little bit different because if a team, if the underdog is out there and scores first, they could conceivably drop into a defensive shell mm-hmm. and, and just try to weather the storm. And how many how many soccer matches have you seen where all of a sudden we have a forty mile an hour wind? Oh yeah, and, and I, w- I was involved in one of them last <laughs> week with that with Allen and Prosper, man. And it, and it completely changes the complexion oh, yeah. of the matchup because it's such a huge factor. Um, you know that that being said, that's just two two you know things that that pop into well, soccer. Well, not playoffs. even just that though. But if you could see, I mean, you could have a team that generate that that outshoots a team by almost like a four to one margin. Yeah. But if you just don't find the back of the net, and then you get to a shootout, it's a zero zero draw, and you're going to a shootout there. Where let's be real, it's a lot of luck involved yeah. just coming out at the end of the, uh, the you know the better end of a shootout. So I mean, yeah, you could see like I mean, I was just talking about it a couple weeks ago, but that matchup that I saw with John Paul against against uh, was. A TCA that matchup where John Paul basically got a PK inside the final what two one two seconds of the match they were able to tie it up and then they ended up winning on PKs later on despite a match where they were getting pretty comfortably outplayed by TCA most of the way but soccer can be a weird game sometimes so yeah. yes that's definitely some dynamics that can uh, that can come into play in the postseason sorry yeah you were saying so oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I said but you know th- those variables aside. Yeah. Um, there's there's you know a couple teams from our area that we expect uh, to be in the mix, yeah. and certainly if you're talking on the boys' side, um, you kind of got to start with Wakeland. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, four straight uh, state finals appearances from 2016 to 2019, state championships in 2017 and 2018. Mm. Uh, they just been a fixture in the playoffs. Uh, just uh, you know, a team that again, you, you know, was loaded, re- ready to get back, try to make it five in a row last year. Uh, before the uh, the season was canceled, but they're well positioned again. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been state ranked all year. They're seventeen one and one. Uh, they've outscored their opponents sixty three to thirteen. Uh, they've only given up more than one goal twice, mm-hmm. and one of those was an eight to two win. Where I doubt late in that match defense was their top priority. It was yeah. just trying to get to the end. But uh, you know, as a lot of firepower again. Uh, Brennan Bezdek has twenty goals uh, and six assists. William Hyman has eleven goals. They got multiple guys that can that can find the back of the net. I uh, just you know I just mentioned their defense has just been been one of the stingiest units mm-hmm. um, in the area. And you know it's it's again it, we don't have last year to fall back on. So it's you know you kind of look to how much experience they have. But playing in that nine five a that's a war every night. Yeah. So they they've gone against some of the other best teams in the st- uh, in the state in Frisco ISD on a on a well, it's almost a nightly basis. Sometimes <laughs> the way these the schedules been, they, I, I think they went through a stretch where they did play three. Three matches a week for three weeks. Oh, so, um, but I, I certainly expect Wakeland to be on the on the boys' side. Will be you know one of those teams mm-hmm. that, uh, that 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 can make a, a substantial run. As it's been shown time and time again, Frisco. That's this, the city of Frisco. Maybe the most talent rich part of uh, of the Metroplex when it comes to soccer. At least as of late. Um, yeah, no shortage of uh, of talented squads out there. Um, David, back to you, man. Was there another team that was on your radar as far as a team to watch for the postseason? Um, I could, there's maybe a couple, I would say like Capel boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, both of the, you know, it's their district was pretty even right there. Mm-hmm. And like, even though they're going to f- finish in second place in their d- district right there, um, it's, it's a team that, that they're capable of pulling the upset whenever they want to. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at it early in the season, they beat Marcus mm-hmm. two to nothing right there. And they could just control that game from the start right there. And they felt like they could have won the, won the game by a lot more. And, you know, they, they got so much, you know, talent on the team, 
team with uh, Brandon Gast right there, Alejandro Reyes right there. And their freshman goalkeeper, J- Jacob Campbell, has been an absolute rock back there as well, too. And like he said, I remember one of the games earlier this season, I can't remember who they were playing, but like, you know, it was like one of those games, like he, like, you know, it felt like it, even though I think they were up by goal, but they, he had to make a save because otherwise I felt like the momentum could have turned right there. Mm-hmm. And he made, a, you know, just an enormous save right there. So, I mean, this is a team like, you know, they're bounced. Like it feels like, you know, whenever they turn it on, they can turn it on right there. Um, so I'll, I'll really let the Capel boys. And as, as far as like on the girl side right there, um, I know like Lake Dallas is going into as a number four seed, mm-hmm. but like they're like, I like, you know, I think they can do some damage in the playoffs. Like, you know, they, the, the mission all season for them was just get get in the playoffs from that district right there because yeah. their district is tough. You know, you know with Grapevine, they're always a state power out there. Mm-hmm. Colleyville Heritage, you know, their talent's like all over, like spread all over their sports right there. Uh, Birdville's obviously a player in that district as well too. So, um, you know, you know the, it's a team – it's a team like they played. They played a, the team that they're playing on Thursday, which Tall Fives Rider, um, the, uh, in the by district round. They've played them each of the last two years, and both of the games have been a tie. Okay, wow. So earlier this season, uh, they tied three to three in their first game of the year against Ryder, mm-hmm. uh, and then the year before that, it was a one to one tie against Ryder. And both of those games were at Ryder Stadium, right there, Memorial Stadium in in, in Wichita Falls. So like you know, going up there, it's not going to be an intimidating environment for them. Is that whatsoever. where they have to go for this round? Yep, that's okay. where they have to go. Okay. So yep, that's 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 what I was told. It's going to be this Thursday over there at Memorial Stadium and and uh, Wichita Falls. So um, you know, it, last week they had they. Uh, they could have all they had to do was like you know get win against Richland again in the playoffs. They did that two to nothing. It certainly could have felt like five. It certainly felt like five or six to nothing right there with all the chances that they had right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Grace Reed scored you know the first goal, and then um, Olivia Trotter like you know after all those chances that they had to you know to get up to like you know try to make it like a you know like finally put the hammer away. You know she scores in the second half. The game's over with. So I mean, it, it, it's a team that has some pretty good balance too. I mean, junior Chelsea Vilka. You know she's their leading goal scorer on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, last week in the game, she had four goals against Denton Ryan right there. So I mean, it's it's just a team like you know like who can you know if they can get past Ryder, I think they can do some good things. There were let's see a couple more in, in 5A that at least come across my radar. At least um schools from the uh, at least uh, teams from the same school and that's uh that's RL Turner. Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD some love. RL Turner's boys and girls um are going to uh, enter the playoffs is the number 2 seeds out of 11 5A. Um the girls finished just behind Woodrow Wilson, the boys behind WT White. Um you know both teams have been in a pretty uh, pretty commanding way throughout much of the regular season. The boys Who's been? I mean, this is the, the probably been the the one program above all else that's been the steadiest athletically at RL Turner of late. Um, the boys haven't lost a match since January nineteenth to WT White. Since then, they're twelve zero and two. Um, you know, it's a program that went to the regional quarterfinals the last time we actually did get a soccer postseason back in two thousand nineteen. Um, so it's certainly a program that does have a bit of a recent history of success in the postseason. And then on the girls' side, they actually started off district on a nine match winning streak. Um, you know, and they. Uh, you know, ultimately they finished uh, 13-2 and one in district, um, and they went two rounds deep in the playoffs back in 2019 as well. So a couple teams that you know, just given the uh, I guess once you again once you get into that uh, you know the the Frisco ISD portion of Region Two, things get a little bit choppier, you know. But um, they'll at least have a, a round or two before having to traipse those waters. But it's, you know, it's two programs that I think could at least stick around for a little bit. Again, ultimately before you run into the inevitable uh, death blow awaiting over in Frisco <laughs> ISD. Um, let's see. So as far as um, 
Um, let's talk just some first round matchups that jump out to us. You know, we've gotten most of them have been uh, have been decided. So, um, is there anything off the uh, that just kind of jumps off the page as far as a first round matchup that has your uh, your attention, Devin? Uh, you know. <laughs> Honestly, just just because of my coverage here, Saxy and uh, Mesquite on the boys' side. Okay. Uh, just because it, it's a one versus four, but uh, that ten six A was one of the craziest districts. I mean, they go into the final couple of weeks. You know, they, they with one match left, there was you know five teams separated by three points. Oh, jeez. And uh, again, it was they. You know, I think we joked last week. I, I told the story about the coaches saying it would take you know thirty minutes just to start explaining the tiebreakers and even we're not a hundred percent sure because there's so many uh variables at play um but you know mesquite was a team that was basically left for dead going into the final two weeks they had one district win uh going into their final stretch and then they go three oh and one in their final four matches uh two of those were one nothing wins uh one get one came with a with a game winner within the last five minutes and one came in the final minute <laughs> so they're kind of the cardiac yeah. kids out there uh to rally and get they they tied in a three-way tie yeah. for fourth place but that one those the aforementioned tiebreaker fell their way that's so, a resilience yeah so and that that was a very even district uh i, I think talking to a lot of the coaches out there they felt really good if they were able to make it into the playoffs because they felt they'd been tested week in week out mm-hmm. even even a skyline team that finished at the bottom of that district played everybody including Ty- district champion tyler legacy tough so there was no off nights there um and, and they draw a saxy team who uh won nine six a uh saxy's you know no stranger to the playoffs themselves and um you know th- you, you might question though if they're top to bottom that, that nine six a was pretty top heavy mm-hmm. uh you had saxy and rowlett and then kind of north garland garland and then it was kind of a drop off so you know, Mesquite's going to be battle-tested. Saxe uh, has made several playoff runs here um, in the last several years. So, to me, that's 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 an intriguing game, you know, in, in the by-district round. An uh, uh, area that's kind of overlooked, but Mesquite ISD and Garland ISD have had some teams make some deep runs over the years. Oh, yeah. it does not, not quite quite as consistently as the Frisco ISD or, or the Collin County, Allen, Plano's, and teams like that. Um, but there that's programs that can sneak up on you, and mm-hmm. they can go two, three rounds deep. Let's see. For me, there's um, there's a couple, and I believe this actually might be a double header Thursday out at McKinney ISD Stadium, and it's the two matches that involve Allen. As we mentioned, um, let's see. There is a uh, there's a chance, and this is assuming we get this this scenario that pans out. Where I'm just going to go ahead and just preview a, a hypothetical Allen versus Hebron matchup on the girls' side, because <clears throat> well, first off, I kind of want that match to happen because I think it'd be a really really fun one. Um, just with um, I mean Allen there. I mean, like you mentioned, Evan, like they've been one of the more consistent you know forces. In, a, in the Metroplex in recent years. Um, you know, I mean, they're just two years removed from a state semifinal appearance under head coach Kelly Thompson. But this year in teams with one that's been fun to monitor this season just because they had they started off District 1-3-1, and one, and then something about those winter storms that just ravaged the Metroplex was also kind of a light bulb moment for the Hebron girls soccer team because since then, they've been playing as well as any team in the area. They're 7-1-1, one, one, um, including that stretch was a 3-1 to one victory over Flower Mound, who that was the first time that Flyer Mount had lost a match since March of 2019. Oh, so yeah, I mean it's that's no small feat there for the uh, for the Lady Hawks. They, um, I mean, they've just been absolutely rolling, rolling up, you know, four, five, six goals on opponents. Lots of lots of firepower in that team, and it's also anchored by a, a just a crop of sophomores. They got a sophomore class that's really showing out so far. Players like Ariana Jemison, Taylor Cheatham, definitely boding well for the future of that program. But you know you. 
now potentially, and this is assuming that, again, if they beat Plano West tonight, then they will clinch the three seed in 6-6-A, which would then put them against an Allen team that you know has a little bit more of a, a veteran group up front with players like Anna Reza, Ashley Williams, and you know, they've, uh, you know, they're, they lost twice to Prosper in district, both games decided by one goal, which when you see the rest of Prosper's schedule, doesn't look that bad in hindsight for a team that was routinely winning by five, six goals most nights. Um, and then they lost a, a couple games to, uh, to McKinney Boyd that required shootouts as well. So, um, but they're, I believe they're ranked in the state's top 20 in the start of the postseason. That's a team that fancies on getting to the regional tournament um, and whatnot. And then, um, but nevertheless, though, again, this Hebron team, they've, they've pulled upsets in the past as a lower seed. You were speaking about the, uh, the one versus four, and I believe it was, a, it was a few years ago when Plano, the Plano girls entered the postseason as a one seed, and they lost in the first round to Hebron. So this program has done it in the past, and we'll see if they uh, potentially have another upset in store if they are able to, in fact, qualify tonight um, for the postseason. But then the matchup that you do have locked in is would I guess be the second half of that doubleheader, and it's Allen boys against the Flower Mound boys. And this one's just intriguing because you have two of the top goal scorers in the Metroplex going against one another, and that is Allen's Sam Presser and Flower Mound's Joe Perryman. Uh, Sam Presser has 22 goals on the season. I believe that's some um, that's good for number two in the area among 6A programs. And um, Joe Perryman, he's been, you know, kind of the, uh, I mean, this Flower Mound team, first off, cool story for a program that was really down last year. They won the state championship back in 2018, and then they were already well on the outside of the playoff picture when things shut down last season because they graduated, I think, from that state title team. They had only one returner last season. It was their goalkeeper, Landon Leach. Well, um, one player who was on that state title team but who didn't play last year was Joe Perryman. Um, I believe it might have been the, an academy thing with him, but he's back this year, and um, and he's been a, obviously a massive shot in the arm. He was a guy who kind of announced his presence to the rest of the state during that championship run in 2018 um, as just a sophomore. He had some really, really clutch goals deep in the postseason and really helped kind of key their uh, their title run on offense. Um, so yeah, just to see those two goal-scoring talents go up against uh, each other, I think it could make for a pretty fun little matchup. And then I've also got a, uh, got an eye on um, the Plano versus McKinney-Boyd matchup as well. Boyd has just been steady. I mean, they've just been really, really steady there at the top of District 5, 6A. Really dynamic offense, lots of versatility with Spencer Sarkeesian, um, Jonathan Marquez, Diego Ferruzzi. They've just got a number of guys that can beat you. And then this Plano team. It's their first playoff appearance since 2014. So a nice little slump that this program finally got over the hump with. They've been really close in recent years. They finally were able to uh, to break that that uh, that drought this season. And that's a team that they've they've shown that they can swing with the heavyweights of that district. They've got wins over Marcus Capel and Flower Mound this season. So top three teams in the district. Plano's beat them all at least once. Um, problem is, is the Plano's a little banged up right now heading into the uh, into the home stretch of the season. They lost a, a pivotal match to Plano West in their last match of the season. They could have potentially bump them up to, uh, I guess, maybe number two or number three in the district. But um, nevertheless, though, maybe the time off, they've had you know more than a week to rest up for this matchup. So you'll see if that heals them up and you get a, uh, you know, get a much more, a version of Plano that is a little bit more like what you saw earlier on in the regular season when it looked like that's a team that was contending for, yeah, for a district championship. Um, let's see, David, any, uh, any first round matchups jump out to you? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, I'm going to look both on the boys, on the girls side right there. Okay. Um, the Colony girls, mm-hmm. they're going to be playing Wake one in the first round and it's just two like two teams that like you know coming into the playoffs with a lot of confidence right here uh wake ones they they've won seven games in a row they've only bought about eight goals the entire season right there mm-hmm. and their third like they, they finished the season 14 two and three overall but this is a colony team 
that can have, that, that's capable of pulling the upset. Mm-hmm. They did it earlier this season against Wiley East. Yeah, state ranked Wiley state, East. They were ranked number five at the time, mm-hmm. and they won that game three to one. And like the colony, they got down in that game. They uh, in the first half won to nothing. Uh, Wiley East had a had a, a penalty kick, and you know, co- co- talking to Coach Ray, he said that was the right call. So they converted the penalty kick, but. Um, but but after the after that, you know, it's a lot, they showed a lot of resilience. They get to the, get the ball, then they go up the field and they score a goal right there. Leslie Valdespina right there makes it one to one, and then Levy Howard, their sophomore stud right there, gets gets two goals right there. Mm-hmm. They beat Wiley East, and I think Wiley East maybe allowed like maybe one or two goals all season. The and the Cougars score three on them. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, despite you know this is a Colony Cougars team that's you know really young, a lot of sophomores on this team right here, but you know it. The talent level is there. Like, they, you know, like, if they stick to the game plan and, you know, they show that they can be a very disciplined team, this this could be an intriguing matchup right here. Um, and then also another uh, game to watch out for is uh, Frisco Memorial against McKinney North. Mm-hmm. And McKinney North are in the season. It looks like, you know, they, they you know, they were kind of like far to the playoff race out there. They had some ties, you know, when district started play, then they, then a little bit later that they had three losses in a row out there. So it looks like they were just way out of the playoff race, but all of a sudden, like uh, they have, that's when they have the winter storm and, Talking to head coach Lance Lavelle, he said that that was actually probably a good thing for our team right okay. there. So kind of like Hebron. Kind of like sense. Hebron, yeah. yeah. So, so ever since then, like they did, won five straight matches right there. Even and uh, like that that match streak ended against uh, the Colony uh, last week um, because of the like uh, the Colony won in a shootout right there. Mm-hmm. But still, like it's it's great for a McKinney North team that you know has really turned around its season right there. I mean, you like. It's a team that, like, you know, that when they play with energy, you know, they're pretty tough to stop right there. So, um, like, the game that I covered against the Colony, they're up 2 to nothing at that game at, at uh, Tommy Briggs Stadium. And Karina Purser, their junior forward, she got two two goals, and one of them was a penalty kick right there. So, I mean, that's, that's a team that's capable of, you know, you know, playing good whenever it wants to. Um, so, obviously, Memorial's going to be tough. You know, they've... You know, they've allowed only seven goals all year, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough game. But, I mean, I like the way McKinney North is playing right now. Well, that, that, that'll be interesting also because this is Memorial's first playoff appearance. That's so right. They're still, they're still just a third-year program. Interesting. Um, and, and that's, you know, looking <laughs> at them, you know, again, Frisco ISD has, has had so many, I mean, on the girls' side as mm-hmm. well. You know, Wakeland's won a couple state championships. Centennial's won a state. You know, Frisco's made deep runs. Um but you never these 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 younger programs. It's always curious to see or interesting to see how they fare because obviously their first year on varsity. A lot of times you're you're young, you're mm-hmm. a lot of freshmen and sophomores. You kind of take your lumps together and uh, grow as a team. Um, you know this Memorial team not only made the playoffs for the first time, uh, they earned a share of the district title along with with Wakeland. And you know, David, you mentioned them giving up seven goals all season. They've outscored their opponents thirty two to seven. Okay. Uh, Olivia Ramey has twelve shutouts, and she's got plenty of uh, of offensive support. I mean, Ava Kohlberg has sixteen goals. Uh, Brooke Bollinger has nine. Um, you know, they spread it around. They have twelve different players with assists. So, uh, yeah, as far as first round matchups go, it's gonna, it's you know, this is gonna be a new experience for Memorial, and mm-hmm. they certainly have the talent to make some noise. But it's also gonna be a different feeling out there, getting out there in the playoffs uh, later this week. A few, uh, a few first round matchups to watch, as well as some teams to watch as the uh, the high school soccer postseason gets rolling later on this week. That'll do it. That is our, our playoff preview for the high school soccer postseason. So, um, yeah, we will be back. Uh, I guess actually, you know what, we'll be off next week. So, um, yeah, I guess. In two weeks from now, we will see y'all. Uh, see y'all later. Get caught up on the postseason and what has transpired up to that point. Until then, folks, take care, and we will talk to y'all later. 
Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.